This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus love this podcast support this show through the acast supporter feature it's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. podcast the podcast where we delve into those frustrating moments with some well-known people i'm jim daly and as ever it's the legend that is giles paley phillips yeah, I, i'm not sure about this legend you're status, legend to me oh well, that's very kind of you jim. you're a legend to me i mean the bar is low for me and <laughs> everyone's a legend but you're, you're still a legend. thanks the bar is set very low how are you we're into the we're into well into the new year now yeah yeah january blues are sitting it's january's in it. rubbish it's isn't gray it? and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot happens, does it, in general? No. Although, having said that, we've got some a brilliant podcast today. We have, and uh, we have, and also, I feel like this pod is actually getting me through January. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Recording I hope, and I hope it's, uh, our listeners are getting through January. I with hope it, so well. too. Yeah, I really hope so. And we've got, well, the first ever Oscar winner on the Blank Podcast. We've That's, got Rachel Shenton. Isn't that amazing? Oscar winning. Yeah. Writer. Yeah. Director. Actress. Yeah. She's Just a legend. A, yeah. Much, and she's a so. brilliant guest, um, and it was an absolute joy talking to her. Yeah, again, you know, just a genuinely lovely person, and it's just so fascinating talking to her, hearing her journey, yeah. um, particularly with The Silent Child, her the film that won the Oscar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just really great to hear all about the aspects of that and her early life and her getting into acting and the big decisions that she's made throughout her life. Yeah. Yeah, she was a wonderful guest. I think we're going to go straight into it because there's a lot to get through in this pod. It certainly, and we is. cover a lot of ground, and uh, there's some great stuff in there. So this is Rachel Shenton on the Blank Podcast. And because I, I didn't know that there was the different, like, transatlantic differences in the signing. There's so many. Yeah. I mean, but also there's there's different regional differences in the UK. Oh really? Yeah. So really? Like, like, yeah. Like an accent almost. Uh, very much so. So when I first did my first sign language exam, I learned in good old Stoke, which is where I'm from. Yeah. And they said 
Uh, my examiner, who's from Derby, said you're signing with a really strong Stoke accent. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. Because yeah. you've been taught there. Yeah, because I've been taught yeah, there. Yeah. So there's like slang and things like that that are just known right. in Stoke. So actually... What's some Stoke slang then? Like I use, so the sign for toilet nationally is toilet, but okay. I go toilet. So I, I don't know what that is, like maybe I say something like bog or something, that's the equivalent <laughs> okay. of that, or, but it's... Is, why? Well, so it's going to be not dissimilar. In the, I mean, like, it's you know, fairly dissimilar. Well, no, but like, what I mean is like you're saying one's toilet and one's bog. It could be completely, it's not completely different words. I mean, I'm just trying to make it, I'm just yeah. trying to liken it to the yeah, like yeah. English language. I don't actually know why no, they're okay, so vastly okay. different, but um, there are loads of different ones. Uh, regionally, Irish sign is totally different as well. Oh, so, okay, yeah. yeah, and then all over the world, it's different. American sign is just, the alphabet is like just one hand, whereas yeah. we do it on two. And Well, that's what I found, yeah, because I say, like, they did some, so someone I was saying, Rachel, that, ITV do this sort of sign stories yeah. thing where they sign picture books. So they do like an animation of the book and then they have a signer. But I didn't realise that they do... American signing is totally different to mm. English signing. I had no idea, I just assumed it was a universal. So has there ever, ever been an attempt to create a universal? Well, there is I... Um, I sort of Esperanto sign. There's IS, which is International Sign Language. Yeah which is used in conferences, part like government, United Nations and things like that use international sign oh, language. Okay. Yeah. The only thing is about it, it's not that widely known. Right, yeah. So it kind of works-ish, but not really. But it's only been recently, bizarrely, that like government and the United Nations and people like that have actually considered doing it. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> like in the last few years, yeah. I was at the United Nations not that long ago speaking about access to education and they were saying, um, yeah, I mean, we're really, you know, we're so excited about having sign language here. And I'm like... <laughs> Why? That's already, already. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's really weird, yeah. But, I mean, I find that all the time. Why is it all so behind? I think, well, it's silent. You can't see it. There's, there's a lot of... I think it's a misconception that they're fine. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And they're a community of people that physically don't have a voice that so can't say otherwise. Yeah. I think that's why it's been overlooked for so long. Um, you know, the attainment levels in school are just shocking. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a learning difficulty. Yeah. That's what blows my mind. I'm like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're seriously failing a community of people. Yeah. Which, Daily. Yeah. And, and you know, education is like everything. If you can't access education, and yeah. particularly like I think from a young age, like it's really important because if you miss that window at a young age, you're spending oh, the next 10, 15 years trying to catch up. <clears throat> 100%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's not what we're here for, so... Well, but, oh, but so that, I was well, so boxed about that. No, whatever, this pod is whatever. We just talk and then, yeah. I was going to say, like, what, what, do you, what, do you, what are you wanting to talk about today? Anything in okay. particular, or are you just having a chat? Well, <clears throat> the idea of the podcast is blank moments. So, we generally talk about... Uh, we talk about your career and a bit about you. And then, also, we sort of talk about... Maybe things when they're not working very well, mm. uh, creatively maybe. We should say as well, uh, you are the first Oscar winner that we've had on the podcast. <laughs> That's very much pretty cool, let's be honest, that yeah. is pretty amazing. Thanks. I mean, I watched the speech, which was beautiful, oh, really beautiful. Thank you very much. But that, that whole, that moment and the days around it must have just been insane. It was honestly probably one of the most bonkers things in my whole life that's ever happened. From 
from December when you find out, because I went in December, you get an email saying, an email from the Academy, it was like, you've been shortlisted, or, or, or no, or did they call that a long list? I can't remember. I think, no, I think it's a shortlist. So that's 10 movies. And then, um, and January is when they get, you, you, they cut it down to five, and they're the five that are nominated, and they're the five that are absolutely going to the ceremony and going to be there. Um, but from then, from, from December, when we found out we shot this, what? Like, yeah, how yeah, has yeah. that happened? <clears throat> it was never... I mean, we crowdfunded and made it on 10 grand. Like, yeah. it was just never supposed Weren't to... Weren't you doing bake sales and stuff to make yeah, so money? Yeah, so Chrissy's mum... I mean, actually, she doesn't have the cake company anymore, but it's nothing to do with us. <laughs> we haven't, like, made a bankrupt. <laughs> uh, Chris's mum has got... Chris my husband, who's a director, and he... Um, his mum's got a cake company, or did have. Um, and so she was, sell, like, making cupcakes, like, en masse, like, three... <laughs> 100 to 500 a time wow and then that's a my, lot of cupcakes my mum works on this huge sort of factory called uh, Goodwins International that make like aeroplane parts and all those kind of things um, and she was selling them like and so it's a bit of a conveyor belt and we got <laughs> loads of money through doing that so wow but everybody knew what it was for it wasn't just like you know everybody sort of understood what we were trying to do and got behind it we were super <laughs> so they weren't just like enough of the cake yeah, seriously Jesus Christ guys <laughs> Mate, like, <laughs> I can only eat I'm so sure many cakes were, <laughs> Was that a decision early on to do the crowdfunding? Was that like instantly think, well, this is the way the route we've got to take? No, definitely not. It actually came. It actually came from like trying every other stream and, okay, and hearing yeah. no. Actually, um, so we did everything that we're supposed to do, like mm. apply for funding, you know, send off those applications, grants, all those kind of things. Arts council, arts council, all the ones that and you. Those forms are so long, and some of them aren't they? Oh god, it's they're like... so long. They're so drawn out, yeah. and actually, there's no guarantee at the end of it at all. Yeah. Um, and we'd heard we'd heard no loads of times. Like we'd heard like no, I don't really think well, I don't really get the concept, or and I find it's like. You have to fill out a form to then go in front of a board of people, to then the board of people will take it to their people, and then they'll tell us if our ideas have got legs. And we just sort of saw that. Like, yeah. It sounds like nothing at the end of it. And actually, how, how can somebody else say whether this idea is mm. valid? Why should we yeah, wait yeah, for someone else yeah, to tell yeah. us that this idea was valid? I yeah. really believed that it was yeah. incredibly valid and, and that everybody needed to hear it. So we thought, sod it, we'll just crowdfund. Yeah. Um, which was probably like one of the most terrifying things I've ever done because you're like writing something and expecting people to not only like it but also give you some yeah, money, money for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there are so many worthy causes that people give you money for and like you know. You and also, you don't want it to be like, can you sponsor me? No. You yeah. want you want it to be like this is a really cool creative process that we want you to be and part an important, of. An important message. And an important as well. message. We don't want it to be like I'm doing a marathon. No, you know, no, no. You know <laughs> we I mean? absolutely like, didn't want it no, to be like that no, at but all. Yeah. But that's sometimes how I think a lot of people feel when they do like a crowdfunding kind of thing. Well, you know, sometimes I think I get why people feel like that yeah, because yeah, yeah. you kind of. It, I mean, it is it is a weird thing because it comes up. Um, does it? I think it even says donation. Like you've mm. got, and you're like, oh, that feels yeah, a bit. No, 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 no. Yeah, that feels a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we just tried to attack it as like, this is a really cool thing that hasn't been said before and you can get behind it if yeah. you feel like you want to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we were just overwhelmed by the support really. And also we were very resourceful ourselves. We didn't rely on that. Um, we did like not only just the cakes, but um, we actually created this road show which was called Death Not Stupid and we shot a research documentary which we took to primary schools um, to like educate teachers and yeah. pupils teaching a bit of basic sign language in exchange for a donation yeah. 
so we were quite resourceful ourselves as opposed to just sitting around waiting for someone to give us some cash <laughs> but also i mean crowd crowdsourcing is way more common now as well like it's not it's not an alien thing no people are used to the concept of it and it's super effective yeah yeah it's great mm. work for us it was and people like being involved i remember i i gave money to a zach braff movie what one was it <laughs> oh was that the one wish after you were, wish State. you were here or something yeah, and it was quite, I think it was one of the first. Garden State came out and it was a really big film. Yeah, and then he's yeah. But I, I like that people like the idea of being invested in stuff. Mm. If they like an idea or they like they like it, then they what feel they get? feel part of what it. Was your... I got a T-shirt. I think, oh, okay. And yeah, because it. you do the whole prizes and yeah. Things. Yeah. yeah. What did what did you give away? We did set visits for oh, okay. some people who gave like bigger donations. Yeah. Um, we even had like an executive producer credit if you gave a big donation, which I think we had one or two that did that. Um, and then the smaller ones were like, <laughs> this is funny because Sign face the th- yeah, we did sign DVDs when it was yeah. done, and then also cupcakes. <laughs> Okay, more cupcakes. We've got because we've got quite a few left over. That's what we had. The re- we had a resource of cupcakes. There's 200 cupcakes, and we actually ended up sending loads. So we had like silent child cupcakes sent to people when they gave like I don't know what it was, like 50, 100. Well, they didn't flavors. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, what a flavor of choice. Bespoke cupcakes. I think it, I think that might have been what it was sold as. Like yeah. bespoke cupcakes. Charles, I'm getting so many ideas for this podcast. I know. I'm just thinking. That yeah. Well. Can you bake? You, no. 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 Okay. But I know a woman who can. But that um, going back to the, having that idea and then obviously trying to sell it to people. I, as you were speaking, I was thinking the only thing that matters is that you believe in that idea. And yeah. I know. Obviously, you have to jump through hoops sometimes, and you have to get funding and stuff, but. If you believe in an idea above anything else, and at some point down the road you can you, you can make it happen, can't you? Without relying on too many people. Absolutely, and I think that's what we've ta- that's what we've taken from it, and that's what actually I would do again because what we by default we didn't want it to be that way, but what we ended up having was full creative control. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and and no voices, no no you know we want to do this. Oh, do you think oh no one was questioning what we wanted to do? We made the choices that we wanted to make, and we met, thought from the start that we wanted to tell the truth about this story. Yeah. And for me, the ending was like it couldn't be a happy great. It's all great because right. it's an unresolved issue that is continuing, and all this was supposed to be doing was shining a light on it. So um, I think actually, if we'd have maybe got some help from other people the ending was probably something that we've had the most conversations about mm, like oh mm. why did you make it so sad and like yeah. why did you and so I think um, in, in hindsight it was and she's cured at the yeah, end of the movie exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, the ending yeah. was yeah the ending got me it was strong thank you yeah. it was very strong thank you she's amazing the little girl unbelievable yeah. did you see a lot of people for that role before yeah we we, we ended up seeing with tapes as well as in the room, mm. we ended up seeing over 100 children wow. with okay, varying so, yeah. levels of hearing loss, some uh, hard of hearing, some cochlear implants, mm. and then profoundly deaf. And, but, you know, it's like, with because obviously I've been on the other side. I've been like the cat be, yeah, being like yeah, yeah. auditioning. So I've got so much sympathy and empathy yeah. for, the, for the people mm. coming in. But I saw a picture of her and I was like, oh, my God, please be able to act. Like, yeah, I looked at her face yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, she's perfect. Yeah. Um, and she came in the room and, like, we made our decision in, like, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, she was, she was perfect. Was it weird being on the other side, having sort of been the actor for so long? Yeah, I always feel like really underqualified for anything <laughs> then. I'm like, apologise. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry yeah. about this. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> don't know why I'm here. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was nice though, because I could really get how a lot of them feeling and like people yeah. were nervous yeah. about our project, coming in for our project. And for me, I'm like, what are you nervous for? It's, yeah, just, yeah. it's so weird. Have it a was, cupcake. 
<laughs> yeah. got loads Come of them um, please take one <laughs> but it was nice being on that side because I was able to sort of empathise and, um, yeah. and and I, I guess like get exactly what we needed and and know know how to go about doing that yeah but yeah because some casting directors can be really horrible sometimes can't they like they can sort of set a mood sometimes yeah. so were well, you like overly friendly and, and it's like, unfair like it's yeah. Not fair, yeah well we, we were all on the same team aren't we i think we all want to get the well, it's best a collaborative process isn't it or it should be well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of them are really just not friendly sometimes i don't get that at all yeah i mean i just can't understand why you would even feel that way because you surely just want the best for the project that you're working yeah, on exactly um so yeah but i mean she didn't even need much direction she was just like utterly brilliant all the way through and it's just something so amazing about working with a five-year-old <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she was great um you were going talking earlier about the the process of sort of the nose when you were trying to sell the project yeah, yeah. obviously that's something you're, you're used to though having been an actor do you get sort of almost sometimes brought off a duck's back or hearing no you do you get you kind of desensitized to it but i don't know if it you do get desensitised to it, but on the other hand, it doesn't get any better either. Like, the nose yeah. still... It's still... It's uh, still, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially when it was, like, this project, and it was so close to me, uh, you know, I kind of feel like, how can you... This is so important. How can you say no? But yeah. I guess it... I, for this one in particular, it just made me think, well, we're absolutely just doing it ourselves then, yeah. and that's it. It was never like oh well we just leave it there it was always like well it's got to get made so we have to find a way of doing that but that's a good <coughs> that's a good way it's, it is really hard and obviously like we're both creative people as well that when people aren't quite on board with your idea then like the self-doubt creeps in a little bit and you start thinking oh actually yeah, maybe this isn't very human. good actually like, oh yeah i mean yeah. like daily yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah i'm like not i'm human <laughs> of course yeah. um but i guess it's just it's not about not doubting. It's about just doing things in spite of it. Yeah. I think it's like you. Ne- I don't think you're ever going to cure that. Like the, there's always going to be an element of doubt, or I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't ever imagine being so f- almost blinkered to think that there wouldn't be a tiny bit of something in my brain going, "Will it work? Are you sure?" Yeah. Especially when we got other people's money. Mm. I was like. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. serious. Uh, you know, I hope this does work. Will yeah. it work? And then you just have to ignore it and do it in spite of it and go, yeah. no, no, you remember why you're doing it. Yeah, it will. And you were right, because what you got was a, a, a beautiful movie that won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. Thanks. We, should, we did all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> was happy with the outcome. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you literally couldn't have done any better, so... <laughs> Tell me about growing up in Stoke, because that's from your form originally. Yes, I love Stoke. I've got yeah. S- yeah, I really love it. I've got such a fondness is that home? for it. Does that feel like you know, always? You yeah, it's always. Like- I mean, not, you know, I've lived in London for a long time, and it is home, mm. but I still call Stoke home. Um, Do you still have family? Yeah, I'm going tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going back tonight. Um, I go back regularly to see my mum and um, friends, and I'm involved in a charity there called Deaf Links, which was very instrumental mm. in making the movie. Um, Again, we'd heard from other organisations, it's not for us, we don't think it's a good idea, we don't think it'll work. And then this tiny little charity in Stoke that sort of had my back for years went, yeah, great, what do you need us to do? And they even gave us some money and they didn't have any. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely home. Mm. Super, have you been to Stoke? I've never been, do you know what, I've been to a lot of places in the UK. <coughs> I been I've to done Stoke. a gig in Leek, hasn't it? Is that the Stoke? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> what, stand I wasn't very good, yeah. Maybe with Gary Delaney, who was amazing, but um, they were very welcoming and they tweeted a lot about me. It was this Leak Arts Centre or something. They were very friendly. 
I think it's probably one of the most friendly places that I've ever been. We made the movie in Stoke. It was all shot in Stoke, oh, okay. cast in Stoke. Everything yeah. we did was in Stoke. Was that <clears> always <throat> like the plan? Well, financially, it was like better and just more <laughs> doable. We yeah. could never have afforded it in London. Um, but also, there's just like a real can-do attitude and everyone yeah, was yeah. super willing to help and like actually just ex- as excited as we were about the prospect, you know. Um, people giving us space and... Um, you know, lighting, costumes, catering, all that sort of thing. People were super, super helpful. So, you know, a lot to that place. Yeah, I yeah. love it. It's so good when you're mi- mixing with people who have got that can-do attitude. It rubs off on you, doesn't it? It makes you think, oh, actually, yeah. It's- well, I think it's the difference between doing it and not. Yeah. Actually being able to do it and not. Yeah. They were so helpful with locations as well. I mean, we had to, like, take over a school for two days and primary school kids and there's so much red tape and the council and licensing and everything in that area were just super willing to help i think they were just like really yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. film here sure um and again we're just like oh god i hope it's good everybody (laughs) oh god everybody's going out their way to help us like yeah it was great that is great i think we need more people like that in the world i feel like i love london although i've just moved outside where to Amersham in Buckinghamshire. Oh, lovely. So end of the Met Line. Yeah, nice. really nice. Like, really nice <coughs> Very pretty, yeah. Really pretty. Nice people out there. And again, actually, a bit more of a can-do attitude, a bit sort of friendlier than London, maybe. Yeah. But maybe that's a big city thing. Maybe I don't think that's exclusive to London. No, it definitely isn't. I think it's just busy. Everybody's busy. Everyone's busy, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I live on the coast. It's quite quiet. Everyone's, you know, it's a very small community. When you come to London, it's bustly and like, everyone's walking the way to you and it's all like and I find it quite disorientating when yeah. I come to London yeah but, you know that's what city life's like I suppose I think wherever you go yeah I don't think it's just here but they're just I don't think anyone's going I don't think anyone's like unduly mean I think it's just no just no busy, no it's aren't busy. They? yeah exactly we're all a bit kind of and doing their own yeah, thing exactly. and so yeah. Yeah. yeah um so when did the acting thing start happening <clears throat> is that from a young age i don't know if it has no I'm <laughs> um is um yes yeah like from like seven or eight or something oh okay um i don't actually ever remember wanting to do anything else which is weird isn't it yeah just why well, isn't that yeah because there's no one yeah. in my family that's done it okay or, so you are yeah yeah very much like You're the only yeah. the only one like obviously super uh working class town the working class family and um nobody was in the arts or anything like that so I just remember really like bugging my mum and dad to be like, can I go to drama lessons? So they just did what um, what lovely parents do and like researched a nice place for me to go. Mm, and yeah. um, and I went to this little drama school called Amanda Andrews in Stoke, um, who's still like a really good friend of mine. And that's it really. So having drama lessons and then she actually set up an agency and took me on. And then I toured with a theatre company to Edinburgh Fringe and like London Fringe oh, okay, when I was cool. 17. And that was like my first paid job. So yeah kind of just been doing it since then so I've not really known much else although I have had like various rubbish unpaid jobs along the way yeah it's been the worst one yeah worst job the worst job was um Wedgwood do you know Wedgwood yeah so yeah so Wedgwood is like a pottery factory in the Midlands uh, in Stoke sorry yeah uh, home of the potteries um Wedgwood was arguably one of the biggest and probably one of the most national like nationally nationally known um and I worked in the cafe area uh, but like that's not the I bad bit I you were like that's <laughs> painting painting no. the like pottery no no that's fine that's <laughs> is there's a massive industrial wa- uh, dishwasher in there okay. that frequently used to clog up and I was always the, the smallest one <laughs> so would be posted through the industrial dishwasher no, somebody holding no my way. feet for me to walk to the end and unplug it at the back 
That yep. does not sound legal. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I know, you definitely wasn't. And I was like 16, 17, and probably just didn't dare say, oh, I don't want to do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why am I doing this? Blimey. So, you, uh, so, what was so in, in there? I just went. Like just debris. Various, like food, debris, oh, and. Yeah. Oh, man. Not nice stuff, no. yeah. So that there was yeah, that. That's pretty there's loads of stuff though. I mean, I worked at Alton Towers for a bit as well. And then I was so bad in one department. I was like a bed maker in, in the Alton Towers hotel. So I used to like make the sheet, you know, change the sheets and make the bed. Yeah. And I was so slow at doing it that they moved me to three different departments before <laughs> before being like, I don't think it's going to work here for you. Like, we've got to find something she can do. Poor girl. I mean, she's showing up every day. She's great at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> digging out debris yeah. from uh, yeah. dishwasher. Put her in the dishwasher. <laughs> she'll be fine. She's terrible at making beds, but you know, give her a stinky dishwasher. Oh, uh, you have to do those jobs, though, don't you? Especially when you're in the, when you're in the they're arts. character building, aren't they? they are, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Regret. I, yeah, well, wouldn't have had it any other way, actually. And actually, there's just no other way of doing it. You know, you have to sort of like practically fund myself, yeah. so I, yeah. Yeah, I had to do that. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> well, I've never done. I've, not done any job that bad, I don't think. So, sorry to interrupt. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. Haven't I've you? done dishwashing before yeah, when I was a kid. But I never in like, the dishwasher. Not no, I never got not in. For the like food. a long period of time, I was like in there for the shift. <laughs> yeah. It was only like to turn. You can it come on. out in the morning. <laughs> 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 Make sure that's completely <laughs> clean was before not you in get the contract <laughs> whatsoever. Otherwise, you'd be making beds. Oh man. <laughs> um, so when did the Hollyoaks thing come about then? Because um, you were there for a while, weren't you? Two and a half years. So yeah. actually, is it? It's it a quite while. a few shows, though, wasn't it? It is a while, but not that long. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like longer, I think. Um, I'm very proud of it. Like, I'm, you know, that I sort of owe that show quite a lot. And um, was that your first big gig? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I've been jobbing for years. Like, I'd done sort of other shows, TV shows before that, but not only like two episodes, three episodes, one yeah. episode here. Mm. Um, so that was my, my first regular job. Yeah, and. Um, I was uh, I'm 22 when I first started the show um, I loved it I was like, couldn't believe that I was actually getting to act every day and it's also an awesome training ground because it's quite full on I can imagine like quick turnover of scripts and it's also, so fast paced yeah. they're, they're turning out six episodes a week yeah. they're so up against it the schedule's really full on a lot yeah. of amendments on I'm set saying, like, rewrites, rewrites and stuff yeah, as yeah, you're yeah. going so I couldn't think of a better training ground really yeah. it was a good way to sort of learn your what you're doing and be yeah. able to work under pressure and doing things quickly. So. Because you, ha- you have to. Because no, you just have to, yeah. You don't have <laughs> there's a, no way around it. You don't have a choice, yeah. You just have to crack on. Yeah. So you that was for a couple of years you did that? Two and a half years, Two and a half years yeah. 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 Um, yeah, which is great. And that was just probably one of the hardest decisions at that point that I made to leave because... You know, candidly, but it's a regular job with a regular yeah, paycheck, yeah, yeah. and you don't know if you're ever going to get that as an actor. Was really. that because you didn't want to get stuck in that too long? Or? Um, yeah, that was definitely part of it. It was never, um, it was never something that I planned to do for a long time. Um, I always sort of thought, oh, it'd be great to get in, do a year or two, and then mm. and then and then move. So it was more like I'd already made that decision when I started that it wasn't going to be a sort of forever thing. Yeah. Um, and and I stayed longer than I intended just because yeah. I was having a good time. Yeah, um, sure, yeah. But like yeah, you say the regular paychecks help and all that kind Definitely, of stuff. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I need to sort of go before this becomes what I'm known for, if you will. Um, yeah. And and it does start feeling like a normal job. Mm. 
it starts feeling yeah. and so it doesn't start it doesn't feel as like special as you as it did initially yeah. and that so you're had, going through the motions a little bit yeah and then I thought oh that's not right because yeah. it, I, I would have gone yeah. to work in an office if I wanted to do that so yeah, um, yeah the sort of thought dishwasher I need something. to I'd have done that yeah um, so what was the plan then when, when you decided to Oh, there definitely wasn't one. Um, I think it would have been great if there was. um, I left thinking, right, well, just job again. I'll just be a job and actress and see what sort of You didn't leave for anything in particular? Nope. I didn't have any. That's really brave. Yeah, when you look back, it's either either brave Brave or or stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It's a gamble, but yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's a respectful gamble. Thanks very much. Um, There was just so many other things that I sort of wanted to do. and, and, And also on a practical level that show you're there for 10 to 12 hours a day yeah. sometimes and so actually having time to do other things it's just not conceivable so um so yeah I made the decision to leave and then and then it went really quiet mm. for a while <clears throat> like really quiet um and I thought shit can I swear on this yeah yeah and I thought shit like have I done the wrong thing um and then thought what I mean this is really un this is really naive of me but I thought well everybody goes to America <laughs> yeah. and um, gives that a go yeah. so um, where's, where, where's the ticket where's where am I? so <laughs> where's I'll do the that yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do that so and I knew nothing about America I knew absolutely nothing about it and I think it's to say that age old thing of like had I have known it probably wouldn't have worked mm. because I'd have got all scared of all the things that could have gone wrong yeah. um, so I went out to America with, with so LA yeah I went to, yeah. I went to LA which is an experience. Have you been to LA? I lived lived there for a little bit. Jim's bit. Yeah. Well, in southern LA, well, I was in um, Huntington, no, Manhattan oh. Beach. Oh, that's really nice. On tour with James so Edmund, were you? Really nice. That's really nice. <laughs> James Edmund on tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, super. So it wasn't oh, like downtown or anything. Super nice. It was yeah. Insane. With a really nice host family, like they were the best. So yeah, so I loved it. <laughs> that was the best part of LA for me. I, I lived with a deaf lady over there. Um, and her daughter and like it was just sort of home from home and that was like yeah. the best bit really mm. you know she wasn't in the industry they both just had nice normal jobs and it was lovely um but yeah and i ended up getting a job on a on a show out there called switched at birth mm. um, and did about two and a half years in that so two and a half years is my thing yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah which which worked out but Thankfully, it did, yeah. uh, and I had no idea that how difficult it was out there until I was sort of in it, got the job, and already doing it. That I realised, bloody hell, I don't know how I've managed to pull that off. But yeah, did well. How how did you manage to pull that off? Was it so just just really fucking great at auditions? Or oh my god, I'm really not actually really not good or, at auditions. Yeah. Um, no, it was so before I went out there, I was with an agent um, over here, <clears throat> and I was doing some research about. Well, what can I do? And I came across the show Switched at Birth. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool concept because obviously it's my affiliation with the deaf community and it mm. was the first show of its kind to have profoundly deaf characters as lead roles. And I thought it was done so well. Like, it wasn't done like tokenism. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I thought it was done really smart. I think they just released their first ever episode, which was solely in American Sign Language, which, again, is really plucky. Maybe, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool show. So, again, this is super naive. Called my agent over here and was like... So, I mean, what do you know about the casting team for this show in America? Mm. Um, and she was like, um, uh, Dot, I'm not with her anymore. But she was like, uh, I'm not sure. Um, let me just look into it. And then, <laughs> and then sort of actually said, you know, America's really hard and I don't know if this is the right move for you and I just want you to be prepared yeah, that um, yeah. things can go wrong. And she's probably just doing a job. Um, and she set up this general meeting with the casting director of Switched at Birth. Wow. 
wow. So I ended up flying out there. I was on a 10-day holiday as well. This is like mental. Um, and so I went out there, met this casting director, and um, I'd learned a little bit of ASL. It's, again, hugely different from BSL. And they said, um, that's really good. We've got a part. Would you be interested in, in reading for it? And I was like, great, yeah. Um, she said, it's only a little bit of sign language. Um, but, yeah, would you be able to come back and read for it? And I was like, yeah, great. So I did. And then I was about to go home. And they were like, could you stay? Because we want you to meet somebody else. Because there are loads of different stages yeah. of auditionings with a channel like oh, that. Okay. Like So with an ABC family show, you have to be approved by not only the creatives and the producers, you also have to be approved by the channel and all that stuff. Wow. So, so it's quite um, an arduous process. Yeah, um, yeah. But again, I was like, I'm just having a good time at this point. Like, mm. not really thinking too much of it. Like, thinking, God, this is a great... 10 day holiday um, <laughs> and then I think yeah so I, I should have gone home and I didn't end up staying out and then oh, on like day 12 of this trip I went in to see the creatives spoke to them a lot about you know my involvement and, and what I liked about the show and what I thought I could bring to the character and then they sort of shook my hand and said welcome to ABC Family this is a piece of piss <laughs> and, so, and so you know it sounds like that but um, I, I think yeah. initially I yeah, sort of, of sought that show and thought that's a good fit for me yeah, let's yeah. see if the stars align yeah. and they sort of did so it was yeah, serendipity really I think it was yeah, yeah I yeah. think it was And all, but I missed out the bit of uh, they asked me for this audition could I do this page in American Sign Language and I said sure and I didn't know anything about American Sign Language and I didn't know how hugely different it was at this point and so I ended up just staying up all night and buying an ASL dictionary wow. and learning wow. it word by word my signs to wow. do in the audition wow. so I mean it wouldn't I mean it's probably terrible as well. I hope that tape never sees the light of day, but yeah. um, managed to, yeah, do that. And <laughs> well, that's good re- That's good homework. You're doing your homework. Yeah. That's good research. Yeah, I mean, I probably shouldn't have lied and said I could do it in the first place is the moral of the story, but um, yeah, I'd managed to sort of pull that off and do it well, and I think because I've got muscle memory for signs anyway that it sort of happened a little bit easier, but... Yeah. And then stayed in the show for the next two, two, two and a bit seasons. We did yeah. half a season on season five, yeah. So that was great. Yeah, living in LA, that worked great. <laughs> but that was you. But you saying to your agent, "Can you look into this?" Was you making that happen rather than sort of sitting around? Oh, it absolutely waiting. would never have come my way because no, well, you know, nobody in America or that show would have ever heard of me or thought, "Well, we'll get," I know, "we'll get that girl in." That just would never have happened. So I think you sort of have to do that. Um, so I just said, "Well, you set up the meeting," and actually, she said no at first. She was like, "I don't think this is the way forward, Rachel. It's really hard out there, yeah. and you don't have a visa." Um, oh, I need one of those. And I was like, we just saw that afterwards. Yeah, Please yeah, yeah. just get me a general meeting. Um, and then in the general meeting was able to talk about what I felt very, mm. very passionately about and what I loved about the show. And um, there was a role going that I was right for. But actually, it was for two episodes, this role. And she said, do you have a visa? And I said, yes, it's going through. <laughs> I mean, thinking that you could get a visa. Like, I just got back from Africa because I'd yeah. hiked Kilimanjaro not long before. And I thought, oh, I got my visa for Africa in like a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, how hard can it be? Yeah. so naive yeah. um, and it didn't happen I didn't get my visa in time and I missed out on that role so I thought oh that's just the end of yeah, that yeah. and then actually they sent me a lovely email saying we really liked you and we're going to write something for you but I kind of thought yeah, yeah. I'm sure you will um, and they did like not <laughs> yeah. long after about three months after but I was working and getting up, trying to mm. get another job at that point and was absolutely written it off and then I got a lovely email saying you know we've written this role for you do you want to come back and that's amazing Move to America. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, this pod's about blank moments, and that 
that spell when you left Hollyoaks and then you were sort of waiting for things to happen yeah. is, is, a, is, is a blank moment, I guess, of sorts. Well, it's a massive blank moment. Yeah. It's about a 10 month blank yeah. moment. Yeah. But <laughs> well, first of all, how, how was that? But second of all, you combated that by getting your agent to do stuff. So is that a good way that, that people in those moments can can deal with that? Well, also, I was thinking, like, going back to when you were a child asking your parents to take you, you know, yeah. please, I want to go to drama school. But it's kind of come back around that you've, yeah. <clears throat> you've continued that determination to do this job. Yes. Yeah, and, and I follow this career path. And I don't think it's... I don't know. I didn't have any misconceptions that it was ever going to be easy. Mm. I didn't think that it was. Yeah. And I also never sort of thought oh, well, when I left Hollyoaks, I'm obviously going to work a lot. You know, I, I kind of thought that it may go quiet for a little while. Um, and I guess it's just up to you, I think, in those moments to be resourceful and and to think, what can I do? Mm. And not sort of waiting for other people to approve or to say, here's a job that you might be right for or whatever. Um, and actually, that's that's another another reason that I did the film because I was fi- I'd finished Switched at Birth we, mm. we wrapped on season 5 and that was it, it you know it wasn't going to go ahead anymore and I wanted to come back to the UK because I really missed it and um, I thought right well we'll write we'll, we'll do a film I can do something that I'm passionate about I can be in it that's another job and mm. and so I think I've, I've kind of always been quite uh, self-reliant really yeah well that's a really good skill to have I think a lot of people in the creative industries might not have that or might might have it but struggle to bring it out of themselves to survive I think I do struggle to do it like everybody else I think I probably just feel I do feel quite I always feel terrified every time I do something like that like um, but the alternative is like just sitting back and not doing much at all and that doesn't sit well either so that's equally terrifying sometimes isn't it just to I think it's more terrifying I think it's more terrifying Uh, so yeah I guess yeah yeah it's more terrifying to not the notion of not doing anything to feel like you're sort of missing wasting your opportunity and your talent and feeling so sort of powerless as well and help because i can think you can do in this industry sometimes you feel quite powerless um yeah well you're waiting on other people's decisions aren't you a lot of the time yeah yeah and other people yeah. that you kind of think i'm waiting on this other person's decision that sometimes you feel aren't any more or less qualified than you and it's yeah. like how are you <laughs> Yeah. How are you deciding my fate? How are you deciding yeah, what yeah. I do next? That yeah. just doesn't seem right. Um, my my advice to sort of anybody, but not that I'm qualified to give any advice, but I'm going to do it anyway, is always like, just do just do do things yourself because I think yeah. you absolutely can, and I think we're all so much more powerful and more in control than we think. Actually, yeah, take yeah. fate into your own hands a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you found that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always been, I've always tried to be proactive yeah. in, in in the projects I've done. Um, like well, this, for example. This podcast, yeah. yeah, I mean, I wanted to do a podcast for years and years, and I decided oh, I'm just going to do it. You know, yeah. I've met some cool people on the way, and I'd like to talk to them further, like yourself, and got Jim involved, and then we we just went for it. Yeah, and and here we are now. So I think, yeah, you do have to take take the ball by the horn sometimes. Yeah, it's a leap of faith, isn't it? Yeah, but at the same time, I think we are nervous creatures by habit and you, you worry sometimes that things aren't if I do this is it going to be the wrong thing am I wasting my time and other people's time and my money constantly yeah, yeah I think that's a constant I feel like I'll always think that but I think the aim is to just ignore it and do it anyway like I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to combat that I'm not trying to ever get over no. that because I think it'll just always be there but I'm just hopefully always hopefully going to have the balls enough to just think I'll just do it anyway and if it doesn't work then I'll just have to deal with that and that's alright yeah, because you're not actually, 
you're always only scared of like feeling sort of like a failure, aren't you? Or stupid, or oh, that didn't. You. That's yeah. what you're scared of, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah and humiliation. I I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what we're yeah. all terrified of. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess if you sort of make peace with that and go, well, that's the worst that could happen. Yeah. And if that did, I'll deal with it. Then you're all right. And also, there's nothing wrong with looking like an idiot. Like, oh, it's God. just part of life, isn't it? Yeah. What are you trying to say, Jim? <laughs> you see my job. You see what I do. <laughs> you got a, I Jim got, got a really... I got a haircut on the show nice, today. Nice, So Jim I mean, does a show for Yahoo, um, a football show, and you had to have your hair cut today. Deli Ali's hairdresser. Nice. Yeah. Hair. Great. So, yeah. Really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just one side, that pattern? I hope yeah. so. Yeah, it's just one side. Oh, it nice. is, mate, yeah. Thanks. It's quite cool. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I like it. It's known as the gym, the gym daily. So. Is, it, is, it unique, is it unique for it's you? It's unique to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Footballers be demanding it up and down the country. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure demand is the word I would use. <laughs> so, obviously you came back from the States. Yeah. Uh, was that when you decided to start working on your own project? Yeah. Yeah. That, Pretty um, much instantly, do you think? Or no, sort of an overlap, actually. Yeah. So it was when I was, uh, when I was living out there <clears throat> and we'd all been told that the show was going to end in season five we were only billed for season six anyway so i mean it wasn't like a huge shock really i mean yeah. and i actually think that it did incredibly well because it feels like in i mean it's kind of cutthroat here but it feels like in the states oh, it's just so, so seem like brutal so many of my favorite shows have not seen yeah, the same. second series. second series yeah, yeah. um and you hear that like they go off the f- the first and second episode view- viewing figures so like if you know yeah, episode wow. two and you've not hit it, that's really? gone. Yeah. Um, so actually, when you think Ooh, that really we got to season five, is a massive achievement. Yeah. So I say that with no sort of sadness. No, I wasn't no. like, oh dear, it's ended. It was just like, okay, that's ending. Right, what what's mm. next then? Um, and I was, I think I'd read an article on the NDCS either that day or the week before about the attainment levels in the UK um, from GCSE results from hearing uh, children and their and deaf children and, and they were just like hugely different so yeah. it was like 58% or something failed to get A to C grades at GCSEs and I was like this is bullshit like yeah. how is this happening I was on the phone to Chris um, and said do you know I was thinking this would be a really good idea for a movie um, and I've got loads of time now because <laughs> I'm unemployed I'm <laughs> I am unemployed so um and Alton Towers haven't called. Alton <laughs> um, <laughs> Towers are killing it with the bed making. I'm, um, yeah. So um, when he went write it, and what? So, so I did. Yeah. Um, Had you written much before? Nothing other than a Huffington Post blog, like, really, which is really like fair weather. And I sort of did it when I felt like annoyed about something or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, so no, not nothing really before, wow. um, and just felt like mm, hugely underqualified. Um, but then it's like, well, I know about this subject very well and I know what I want to say, so I'll just write it down and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then um, I send it to Chris and he went, God, it's good. Um, we should make it. We did all right. <laughs> <laughs> was it as simple as that? <clears throat> no, it kind of was it? at first. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was like, because we never thought it would be anything. So it wasn't like, oh, I know, let's make this Oscar winning movie. Yeah, yeah, it was no, like, no, no, of course no, 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 it was no. like, let's yeah. make this little short yeah. that yeah. if it does really well, if it looks good, we could give it to primary schools yeah. as an educational yeah. tool. That's yeah. what my thought okay. was. Yeah. Um, God, if we'd have thought about loads of people would see it, I'd have been terrified. I don't think it would have been... Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, oh, it'd have been something totally different. Yeah. You know, this you can't ever start something 
with that as no, your aim. Of course, no, of course like, not. No. no way. That would not. That wouldn't have worked. So let's just make this little short film. Never done it before. Let, let's do it. And initially, it was like. Oh, could we probably do it in a weekend, do you think? Like, we just didn't know anything about it. Uh, Chris has got a really small production company, but never directed anything major. Um, so we're, both of us were sort of in the dark with it all, really. And again, I think it's like, there's something really nice about that because yeah. you don't know what could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. So you just do it because you yeah. don't really know the pitfalls. Yeah. Um, and we just, it was as simple as that. Yeah, wrote it, sent it to him. He said it was great. Then I tweaked a bit with it on the plane on the way home. and was like, oh, change this bit and... Did you get that feeling, like, I know when I'm, I've written something and you just get that feeling that there's something special here, there's something... Yes, I did, yeah. but I didn't know if it was just because it was the first thing I'd written and I really care about the subject. Yeah. So I couldn't really work out whether I'd actually done anything that was really good or it was just that I cared so much about it. Yeah, but um, getting that validation from, like, you know, obviously Chris is your partner as well. But like, Yeah, but then he's really biased. I was like, well, that's not really validation, <laughs> no, 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 is it? No, 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 but also, <laughs> Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let's send it to some not, strangers and get us. If you to get involved in making it, I mean, he might be like, oh, yeah, you should uh, send it to some other people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? No, so, he wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he'd have just said it was great anyway. Oh, okay. but, um, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, and it is lovely. And then, of course, we start sending it to other people that we wanted to be involved like our producer Rebecca and a few other people that were like god this is really cool and then the more that happens the more you're like eh, yeah. okay yeah um and then again like the pitch the we shot this pitch for the crowdfunding thing and you start getting the first 20 quid and the first 50 quid, yeah, and you're like oh oh all right people then. Are investing that's yeah. the least yeah people <laughs> yeah, have yeah. invested 20 pounds in yeah. my idea that's awesome yeah. um so yeah it was very strange still very strange that that even happened but do you think for, the, for your next project you do the same thing? Crowdsource again? Well, the next project will be a feature, so I don't... I mean, that's have to be a pretty big crowdfunding yeah. campaign, wouldn't it? A lot of cupcakes for that. Yeah, a lot of cupcakes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be totally opposed to it, and I think there is something really great, again, about having creative control, mm. and we certainly would aim to make the feature in the same way we made the short, uh, which is telling the truth and with as minimal voices as we can and, and, and not... You know, so would it be a feature on the, the same, same? No, so scenario? it wouldn't necessarily be the Silent Child. Let's part two, um, mm. but but I certainly want to make something on the same subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many more other stories. There's so many things mm. that that uh, that have happened and that haven't seen the light of day that I think should. So it will definitely be something along those lines. But I don't know about crowdfunding again. Is it um, is it easier or harder when you're working on a project that you are so entwined in and so passionate about? Does it does it almost take it hard? Does it feel like there's sort of more impetus to get it like absolutely spot on? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I guess especially if you're you like care acting so as well, isn't it? Yeah, I was so immersed in the whole thing, like uh, from start to finish. Um, I think writing it and acting in it actually worked out really well because I knew exactly, I knew the motive of that character. I knew where yeah. she where she was at and what she wanted to do because I'd written it. So that was that was a help. That was helpful. Um, but everything else, yeah, you. It's sometimes useful to just step back and and I trusted Chris implicitly with what we needed to do and what we wanted to do that at times I was able to go okay if you think that's the right thing I trust you that it is the right thing for the movie um but yeah but but then again I think you almost have to care that much about it because it's so hard to get finished especially with this because we didn't have a budget so actually we were relying on a lot of people's kindness and favors and things so Mm. we were working around their schedules because 
we're not paying you a great wage for this so we'll, we'll do yeah, it whenever yeah, yeah, you're ready yeah, to yeah. grade it or whatever um yeah. so um you have to really care about it otherwise it I don't know it just feels like too much like hard work I think or it's just easy to go yeah that'll do and then it's not great but that's what when you're working on someone else's script or someone else's idea or just a job a normal gigging job you're like okay I'm going in 9 to 5 do my job whatever yeah but when it's your thing it's all encompassing isn't it yeah like, it's completely different it's oh it, yeah. I mean took over our lives for yeah for a good 18 months probably from yeah. start to finish yeah which is mental to think about that but yeah especially when it's something that you obviously care so passionately about it's been such a big part of your life such a big time as well uh, yeah it has and, and the more I saw it coming together as a film it was like gosh they, uh, we felt like incredibly proud to have created that and then and then that feeds the next bit like right well we've got to make sure that this last bit gets finished really well and then we've got to make sure that it gets seen ultimately because what's the point in making a film if no one's going to see it and then yeah. how do you go about doing that and all the rest of it so yeah I think it's um, I think it was helpful in this case for sure to be that close to it and it's going to be something that will hopefully help so many people. You know, it, it almost feels a little bit from from when I watched it that this is kind of like a step, massive step forward for like the, deaf, the deaf community and sign language, and this could be a, like a breakthrough in a way. Is that is that a fair assessment? Thank you. Um, it's I mean, we're again we're very close to it. It certainly feels like that for us, and it certainly feels like <clears throat> every screening that we do, we start a really interesting conversation. Um, and people ask questions and I'm always blown away by the lack of awareness and the mm. lack of knowledge of this in the audience always with people in their 60s, 70s who have never thought about this before who are asking questions going God I've never even considered this and it does this really happen and that's the best bit I think the mm. conversations that it started and that uh, it's in a lot of schools now in the UK as well um, as an educational tool so super proud of that we felt like especially at the time around March that we started you know what felt like a national conversation I suppose the key is to sort of keep the momentum going and make sure it wasn't just like a flash in the pan mm. yeah. and in a way you are you know you are bringing to life into the screen a lot of deaf people's own blank moments you know the whole sometimes the whole lives are blank moments but, but people didn't realise like the, the story when they're at the, the breakfast table and they think she's listening and she's fine and, and she's not and a lot of people just aren't aware of how these people live their lives a lot of people live in their life like that. I mean, that was the most overwhelming bit about the entire process was the amount of letters, emails, Facebook messages that we got saying this was my life and this was, you know, you sp we've spent so long trying to fight this and or my mum's never really understood from this perspective or my mum still never learnt sign language and I'm now 45 or whatever that might mm, be. Yeah. Um, that was the best part, I think, being like, wow, this is really, this is really touching people and doing something. Yeah. That's that's yeah. It was it was eye opening for me. Yeah, and me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we just don't. Thanks very much. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it is a beautiful, beautiful film. And why would you consider it if it's you know, if it's not touched your life in no, some way? Not. Why would you? That's what I. Yeah. That's what I always say. If it hadn't happened to me, if my you know my dad lost his hearing very suddenly, if that hadn't happened, I could probably, I probably wouldn't have even considered it. It just wouldn't have been on my radar. Mm. And I think that's quite common because yeah, so, so you yeah because you were profoundly touched by. Um, yeah, personally. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. saw what that yeah. does. Yeah. Um, but had that not have happened, I don't think it would have done. I think that's entirely, you know, it's feasible to go a lifetime without considering it, really. You were quite young, were you, when you were Yeah, I was 12. 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're 12, your dad's a bit of a superhero. And yeah, so yeah. then you see him as a human, like, and being really vulnerable. Yeah. And, um, 
my dad had cancer and was cured from cancer but actually dealt with the, losing his hearing he just didn't deal with that as well as cancer mm. cancer was far more straightforward you know I can get treatment and this is what happens but then deafness you're just left with this world of silence and nobody really tells you how to navigate that yeah. they don't now but they certainly didn't then because no. um, they're told how to deal with the cancer yeah we know exactly there's a plan yeah, yeah. Um, but not with deafness and then I just saw him sort of slowly removing himself from social situations and feel I think there's something about you know a man of a certain age and not wanting to show any sign of weakness and of course, he's still yeah, the man yeah. of the family and it's still fine so his only way of dealing with it was sort of removing himself from certain situations so he didn't feel vulnerable or whatever so yeah yeah but well, that must have been really hard for his for him, obviously, and for his immediate family for, yeah, as well. For the, yeah. So yeah, for, for Mom and I, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was, because you don't really... Again, you just don't know what to do. There is no manual for when yeah. things like this happen. Nobody really knows. And he, I just consider my dad extremely lucky as well, because he obviously had a voice, because he'd been communicating all his mm. life with a voice, so he could still tell us how he was feeling, yeah. although he didn't much. But, yeah. um, but the, you know, there are a community of people that quite literally don't have a voice and I can't even imagine what that must be like but um, yeah not being able to relay your point not being able to call him from the other room not being able to phone him not being able to go to the cinema going out for lunch going mm. out for dinner yeah. all those things that you just take for granted yeah absolutely yeah those sort of normal things just talk, yeah. sitting around the dinner table they're just normal yeah, yeah, yeah. it becomes really difficult You're like yeah. wow and that was a big moment like in my life being so young but realising mm. god this is crazy this thing um, that no one really considers and then I started learning sign language uh, and very quickly fell in love with it and have been involved with the deaf community for years since then really yeah because we're social we're social beings aren't we so we, we all want to communicate and yeah, connect absolutely and mm. i think some more than others and my dad was really larger than life and sort of super chatty and engaging always you know always sort of the center of social situations always organizing the dinners and organizing yeah, those kind yeah. of things so um yeah very, that was but it that. caused him to be more withdrawn after that absolutely yeah, yeah. because i think and also I think there's a bit of a kind of not wanting to, s- to seem vulnerable by not wanting to say, sorry, what did you say? Or sorry, I can't hear that. Or do you mind sitting opposite me? Or yes. sorry, do you mind sitting yeah. here so I can see you a bit better? It's just embarrassing, I think. Well, because I get that in, in normal conversations sometimes when you have to ask someone something like three or four times. Mm. Yes. If you... I, I, by that part, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm so embarrassed, I'm just not going to ask. But if that's your life yes. every day. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, and it is. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. a reality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's really unfair. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> it is, and then I think the the aim is just to make it more that raise the awareness, so we at least know about it. Yeah. So we at least get it as a as a society, rather than being like this society that is totally ignorant to this one particular thing, and oh, we're all a bit alien, and no one really knows how to act. Because that's what happens. That's the reality for a lot of deaf people. Yeah. And you see somebody signing, and us as hearing people go, okay, don't mm. really know how to deal with that. Yeah. So I just smile and nod and yeah, walk away, and yeah. it's not okay. But I think pe- people are inherently w- want to be good and want to be helpful, but pe- people even like that get embarrassed about, oh, I don't know what to do now, How I can't sign, I don't know what to say or do. But I think if people had the knowledge and the information, they would be more helpful and be more forthright with that kind of thing. But it's just that embarrassment of like not knowing and that lack of education. You're exactly right. It is just a lack of education. I don't mm. think anyone's... It's not willful ignorance. Like, it's not... Nobody's mean. Nobody's been, no. uh, you know, overtly mean. It's just that they don't know about it. It's a subject that's not largely not talked about, so... Well, it was a great movie. <laughs> Thanks very it's much. Honestly, it's just... It's, it's... Yeah, it's really good. What's... Um, what's next? Um... So we're developing the feature film at the moment, yeah. which is super exciting. Um, I'm very, very excited 
about that. Um, that's the how does that feel though? Like, like fleshing out a feature film, like compared to writing a short film. Is it been a is it been a difficult process? Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's not, and it's. I think it it feels so overwhelmingly scary and like a this <clears throat> huge animal. Um, and I don't know if it. I don't. I can't imagine it not feeling like that you, again. It's just that thing of carrying on in spite of that (laughs) and not letting that eat me really and just just plowing through it I think that's the only thing you can do really because it does feel really overwhelming and a lot of pressure it was like the last one did really well yeah yeah and do you also get those things I get it a lot where I I think people say oh you're a writer and I think nah I'm not a writer you know that kind of false modesty thing you like you don't. You no, don't no, feel I like, don't feel like a writer. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. It's not so false. Like, I no, actually no, no, but, don't feel like one. <laughs> no, no, but do you know what I mean? Well, you are. I think you are a writer. Well, you clearly yeah, are. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but there is that well. feeling, isn't there? I think I get that a lot. Where you, I just yeah. don't feel like I'm that thing. But I, you know, I've had some books published, so clearly I am. Yeah, I mean, you definitely are. Well, like, no, you, but you've got that title. No, 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 no but it's, I've done one. Yeah, but it's still that feeling inside that I'm not. Thing. Like I'm wing, you know, I'm winging it. Oh god, I think we all feel yeah. like that, don't we? It's just that imposter syndrome that we all yeah, feel. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, like totally. I could, I couldn't feel more like that, and I know Chris does as well. Like both of us are saying bloody hell, um, because also you win, you win. We won that. There is like an expectation. Yeah. <laughs> People are then being like, right, well, yeah, you guys, it, what yeah. are you doing next? Yeah. Um, Do you feel that from the industry as well as like from obviously uh, and your peers and like that as well as you know your loved ones thinking oh that's going to be so good but uh-huh. do you know what I mean um, is there, is there a, a pressure from it? everywhere probably yeah but I don't know if it's real or it's no. probably just in my yeah. mind yeah that's what I mean like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it's just in my yeah nobody's been like no come me. on come on let's crack on what's that amazing film <laughs> yeah yeah um, but, but yeah definitely in, in my mind I yeah. think it's about just plowing through that and but you talk about blank moments is really interesting because after it after the whole thing in March, which was just bonkers, and then we have like a really bonkers few months and super grateful for all the lovely things that happen, you then have a really big blank moment, or I certainly did, of like, right, well, that was that really hard thing that we wanted to do, and we've done it. And we've, we've got yeah. to the top of the tree, in a way. Now yeah. yeah, now where do we go? And there's something about, like, the whole Oscar thing, which, by the way, I can't believe I'm even saying, like, Oscar. It's mental, isn't it? But, like... Um, you, is it constant pinch? Yeah, constantly. Yeah. Like, it's like it's a, it's a bloody Oscar. I know, it's like, amazing. Where is it? Where is it in your house? It's mental. They're on over. We get one each. Um, yeah. And so they're on There's two Oscars in the house. <laughs> Not just one, Double there's two. They're on, a, they're on <laughs> our bookshelf. Um... Because we've got quite a small flat, and actually, it's the only place that they fit <laughs> upright. <laughs> they're on our bookshelf. Um, Do you dust them regularly? Um, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all actually Polly. really, uh, they're really grubby because we've done so many people. So many people like have been like, them. "Oh, can we have a look? Can yeah, we have a look?" Yeah, yeah, and just after we won, we visited this school in Birmingham called Longwell Primary School, which is amazing. It's a bilingual school. Um, and all the kids were so excited. Of course, yeah. And yeah. Um, they just had their dinner and they were passing nice. around the Oscar. And we were like, Oof. Mm. <laughs> um, And it came back and it was covered in little yeah. things. <laughs> Peas um, and all <laughs> stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of dinner. Um, yeah, but you're really good at getting debris off, food debris off. Hey, I am yeah. the girl for the job. I wasn't worried. Um, yeah, so they're, anyway, they're on our bookshop. But I think there is that. You grow up in the industry thinking, well, that's like, yeah. that's the highest accolade. Yeah. You know, that's mm. that pinnacle. That's what you, yeah. 
I think unconsciously aim for. I don't know, you know, I've never yeah. been thinking every day, right? Well, better crack on with the Oscar plan. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Of um, but I do think that is there's something in that. That's like the highest thing. And um, and so when that happens, there's a moment of, oh right, now what? Yeah. Mm. God, what happens now? Like, and you, you you're busy with things because that's what happens. There's lots yeah. of people having lovely meetings and lots of nice things happening. But there there is a certain point where you're like, creatively, cre- cre- well, creatively. Creatively, brain, it's yeah. made a difference for us, yeah. yeah. Um, and and there's, bit, you know, the, the, we've found ourselves in very lovely rooms and very exciting meetings. And in terms of the feature, mm. that has been somewhat easier. Um, like e- even just at this point, which is like mm. very early development, yeah. um, that's easier and things. So that's awesome. Um, but there is definitely a blank moment for me, anyway. I don't. I think yeah. I think Chris as well. But um, I could obviously only speak for myself that it was like, ah, oh, okay. Now what? Now what? what? And does it like shift the focus a bit? Um, do you, does it almost take away not the passion and the drive, but you think, well, we've won an Oscar for that. Odds are people winning Oscars again in their lives, maybe quite slim. What's the point? <laughs> I think I actually know what you mean. Yeah. Like I don't know if I necessarily. Well, kind of, yeah, I, I worded that to terribly. A desert island. I worded not, that terribly. Do I don't know if I no. I don't so, get it. I don't yeah. know if I necessarily thought what's the point. Yeah. But surely you, you do think like both of us were like I mean retire or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what do we do we've set a really unrealistic precedent now for the rest of our lives <laughs> in the first project so yeah. we're both like oh damn it's sort of come five years ten years too early um but very very grateful nevertheless not yeah, yeah. saying that of course but yeah absolutely there's like well you you can't try and recreate that and i think that's what we're super conscious of just yeah. not not we've just got to aim to make a movie that tells the truth about whatever we're trying to say and make yeah. the best movie possible and that's it. We don't we never set out to win awards. You don't no, sort of need no. awards. You ultimately to get from the start of a project to the end is a bloody achievement because it's really hard to get something yeah. over the line. So if we do that, happy days. Yeah. You want to make a project that you're happy with. You don't want to be like yeah, like say aiming towards awards. You can't you make yeah, you can't for a start and also you'll make a project that's not the project you want to make possibly yeah i mean i couldn't imagine trying to because yeah. i wrote that film with the thinking nobody would see it <laughs> yeah nobody yeah. needed to see it oh, it was only chris like and you know he's gonna say he likes it anyway so um <laughs> i didn't really consider that i just wrote it totally free and never even thought um so i guess the aim is to try and recreate that yeah. if i can without thinking but about also sometimes when you, have an I- when you have an idea you just have to get it out sometimes so get it out and do it and yeah. what happens to it happens and yeah. whether it never sees a light of day or it wins an oscar you just do it mm. and you get it out yeah and if you're you're happy yeah, with it's it an itch great. you want to scratch perhaps you know itching a scratch yeah. itching a scratch yeah, yeah exactly and that's all you can do sometimes scratching an itch i think it's what did i say itching a scratch ah, same thing <laughs> <laughs> you, knew, you knew what i meant <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's that thing, isn't it? Yeah. You just yeah, if something's bubbling inside you and you want to get it out, then you just you know you just, have just to go do for it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, you must feel like that when you're writing. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and I, I'm same with you. I don't. I'm not writing hoping that like you know loads of people are going to buy my book. I just I'm writing it for my that I, so my kids can read it or yeah you know, that you know that someone might read it somewhere and it, they might like it. But I'm not I'm not writing it thinking oh I'm going to sell a million copies of it. But do you get? Do you ever get sucked into that, like, oh, will people like it? And you have to sort of get your brain back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, you do. Because you think, oh, well, they like the last book, so maybe they, you know, hopefully they'll like this one. But, you know, but then at the same time, you've got to write what you want to write. Yeah. Or, you know, 
And you know, you know at the end of a project when you feel happy with it. You know when yeah. you've written something and you feel, oh yeah, that's come out right. And you know when you that's come out how think, I wanted it to come oh, out. Okay, this doesn't, this doesn't quite <laughs> come out. It's not. This isn't the one. Yeah. <laughs> this is this yeah. is how I wanted it to be, and yeah. hopefully it is. And it hasn't been too. You know, obviously you get in, in, in writing books, you get other people interfering, like editors and stuff, and they yeah. want to do. It, they might want to take sure. it a different way. But hopefully you come to a point or an impasse where you're on the same page and you've created something that you wanted to create. That's what that was the message you wanted to put out. Yeah. yeah. So do you think your your future will be filled with more writing or more acting? Bits of both? I don't I hope both. I think both. I think you can do you can You've sort of opened yeah. the door now, haven't you I though? Yes, I get, I get yeah, I guess I have. Um unintentionally again, like I have. Um um and I think I'll, I'd like to think that I'll always write projects that I care about and that I want to write. I can't ever imagine myself, although I don't know, ask me in five years, I've got no idea. Mm. But I can't ever imagine myself just going to write something because I've been paid to write that project. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, um, sure. I don't think that that's the way my brain sort of could work. Um, and then, yeah, more acting. I have, I have more acting at the moment, so that's really nice. Um, I think you can do both. Don't see why not. Oh, that, totally it's yeah. that stoke can do attitude isn't it I think I can, think <laughs> I can. <laughs> no, I'm just, just finding then we always like end the pod by asking people for their advice on blank moments and I guess obviously you've been sort of now both sides of the fence were there blank moments it sounds like the script came really easy but were there blank moments in writing that which obviously were different to blank moments when you were in front of the camera and how did you deal with them um, were there blank moments I mean it's hard because n- not when writing it, no. Um, in all honesty, because yeah. it, because it was just sort of in my, my head, and it was quite easy that process. But there have been blank moments throughout the, the process of making the film. Yeah. Um, it was oh God. I mean, there's been so many in my life. Actually, I suppose. What are you defining by a blank moment, though? What What do we? Well, it's in, it's in, it's interpretive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So sneaky. Shift the blame from me back to you. That's abdicated all responsibility, yeah. hasn't it? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, my interpretation of, of yeah. a blank moment there absolutely has been throughout the process. I remember when the film was finished, thinking, "Now what? Now it's finished. Yeah. We've done that." Because all, the, the whole way through, you're just wanting to finish it and you wanted yeah. to make that movie and watch it and be happy with it, and I was. And then, now mm. what? There was a big moment. Then again, like I said, after we'd. March happened, it was bonkers, and then there was another one there, and then leaving Hollyoaks, and then also leaving Switch. But there have been various blank moments. Um, and so, I mean, if I can give, and I'm sure there'll be more, I mean, if I can give any advice, um, I think you always know the answers. That sounds so cheesy, doesn't no, I get it? That. No, no, no. But I think, I think you always know, um, and, and it's easy to look outside and sort of call, call the agent or like asking people, you know, what's going on? Or are they casting this? Or what are they doing at the moment? And I think it's always in you. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it's just trying to be quiet and listen to yourself at that, in those moments, really, and think, what can I do? Gives yeah. yourself the power back, I guess. And trusting yourself a bit. Because we, we get those messages all the time, but I think it's very easy to be like, mm, that's wrong. It's so easy, isn't it? But yeah, and yet you listen to other people, yeah. but sometimes ignore your own voice. It's bonkers. Exactly. But I think we all do it, don't we? Um, yeah, I, I certainly do. I think that's the aim in life, though, isn't it? Just to listen to yourself more and trust yourself. Because we all know, like, you really know when something's wrong. How many times have you done something and then gone, I knew that. Yeah. I, knew that yeah. was, I knew that was going to happen. Or I, yeah. exactly. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just I guess listen to yourself would be would be the aim. I'm still still trying to nail it. <laughs> I think you're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah. But also, you made right. a really good point there that, that there will be more. 
there will be more black moments. You know what I mean? Of never get to a I hope so. Like, well, I think that means I'm living and doing well, it. You're learning. Yeah, you yeah. learn from the black moments. So there will be... You're never going to stop having them, but as long as you know they're going to come, you can deal with them when they arrive. Yeah, and actually through a blank moment when you're coming out the other side, there usually is something quite quite enlightening and great yeah. that happens afterwards. So mm. yeah. I guess it's like embracing all of it, isn't it? Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rachel Shenton, thank you so much for yeah. coming on the Blank Podcast. No yeah. problem. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks really for nice having me. Yeah. Thanks. There you go, Giles. What a pod. Oh, another great pod. I mean, they're just getting better and better, these podcasts. I we mean, are lucky. Know. I feel so lucky to like be recording these and be in the presence I know, of these wonderful, f- inspiring people. Yeah, and I've said to you before, when we're sitting here sometimes, I forget that yeah. we're recording and we're yeah. in a podcast. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just having this lovely conversation with someone. I'm not just fat as now. I feel like I'm a, a listener. I'm not, I'm yeah. not a part of the, the broadcast. You know? yeah. I I'm part of the audience, and that's what's so enjoyable about yeah. doing it. And we're lucky. All our guests have been interesting nice funny engaging people yeah. happy to talk about things and rachel was really honest and vulnerable there about you know uh, growing up and, and how she got into into acting and her personal life and it, and it made for a really interesting chat yeah absolutely and yeah and, and and obviously all the amazing work she's been doing with the deaf community and yeah it's just so fantastic and you know she thoroughly her and her um her husband now they thoroughly deserve that oscar absolutely, you know absolutely yeah. deserve it because they've worked so hard yeah and and it's a brilliant film yeah, it is a brilliant film mm. yeah um so there you go thank you so much to rachel for joining us we really really appreciate that and we appreciate you guys listening in your comments we read every single one of them and we love them if you want to send us another one we're on facebook twitter and instagram at blank pod and you can email us if you fancy a bit of a longer chat um which is hello at theblankpodcast.com. Nicely done. And we're back with you again next Wednesday with another great guest. Another great guest. I know we say it every week. But I know, it is but it is. One. Yeah, yeah. Oh, again, the bar is going up and up and up. So, it's, yeah, another great guest. Please, please listen in. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you again next week on The Blank Podcast. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.